0: The Invincible Teams podcast is powered by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork, training, and consulting to help your team thrive in every season. If you want to have a team that makes other leaders jealous, get started by going to their website in the show notes and scheduling your free consultation today. Welcome to Invincible Teams, a podcast for team leaders and business owners who are tired of dealing with drama and politics, high turnover, and teams not meeting their potential. We know that team leaders and business owners like you are pretty much always under pressure to get the most out of your teams, and we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. Welcome back to the Invincible Teams podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Ryan Mayfield. And today, I'm really excited to get to sit down with uh, the CEO of Conway Corp, Brett Carroll. So, Brett, uh, thanks for sitting down today. Yeah, glad to be here with you, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have you here. For those that are not local to the central Arkansas area, why don't you give us a little intro both to yourself
1: uh, and to Conway Corp? Sure, sure. Well, uh, it's a little bit about me. Uh, I'm a believer. Uh, first, first of all, and foremost, uh, I grew up in Southwest Little Rock. So a little community called Mabelville, uh, that's where I grew up. Uh, came to college here in Conway, uh, met my wife of 31 years. UCA. We met met at UCA. Yeah. University of Central Arkansas. Purple bears. That's right. Go bears. (laughs) So I got graduate and undergraduate degrees there, but probably the most important thing I I did was meet my wife there. Yeah. Uh, we celebrated 31 years of marriage this year. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. And, uh, and probably you know one of our proudest accomplishments is our daughter Caitlin yeah. she's 27 uh, and she is a school teacher uh, she teaches ESL in the North Rock School District Wonderful. and so we're really proud of her and that's she's awesome we're, we're glad that she's close to us as well yeah. so that's a little bit about about me uh, I, and of course I I guess I've been here 23 years so I've had the privilege of working at Conway Court for 23 years 23 okay 23. and yeah. how long have you been running the show well, for the past four years, four so years. I started uh, in 1998 as CFO. My background is accounting, and so I was a CFO uh, in 1998. That's yeah. what I hired on uh, to do okay. and and became CEO four years ago. Yeah, yeah. and that's, um, you know, we're getting into Conway
0: Corp history a little bit here, sure. but there's not been a ton of people that have held that position. No,
1: no, I think I'm the sixth wow. person in our 90 years Wow. to be in that role. yeah. 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 Well,
0: that's that's incredible, and I know as a uh, as a customer of Conway Corp how incredible the organization is. But again, for those who are not familiar with Central Arkansas area at all, okay. uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about what Conway Corp is and what you guys
1: do? You bet. So we are a a a private nonprofit corporation. We're a municipally owned utility, and so so what does that mean? Well, the bigger ones that you might be aware of would be Los Angeles you know, Power & Water, mm. San Antonio, uh, Austin, uh, Nashville Electric Service. So all of those major cities like that have municipally owned utilities. And when I say municipally owned, they're not uh, investor owned. So they're not trying to drive a return uh, for their shareholders. And so really, in essence, the citizens of Conway uh, own Conway Corp. Mm. And so we report to an independent board of directors seven uh uh, board members that live here in our community have to live in the city of conway to be on our board Hmm. and they're elected uh and but but our regulatory authority is the um uh, is the city council of conway so we answer to or accountable to uh, our citizens and um our customers and the city council they're the ones who regulate us Um, and uh, we do electric water wastewater we also do video data voice, uh, and, and security. And we've got about 250 employees and we serve about 70,000 customers in our city. Yeah. And so, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's an honor to work here. Uh, and, and it's, uh, the other thing that we often think about, and, and I think we do a pretty good job of customer service because our customers we see every day. Yeah. We see them at the grocery store. We see them at ball games. We see them at, at church. And so, uh, you're accountable to them, whether you want to be or not. <laughs> so, so customer service is very important to yeah. us. And so, well, anyway. I'll tell you my best story about uh,
0: customer service with Conway Corp. Is I was uh, in my house one day and I heard this explosion, right? Uh, and mm-hmm. so I walk outside to see what it was, and uh, you know it was a, it was on my pole. It was one of the the boxes had had blown. Uh, one of mm-hmm. the big transformer. Cues. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I walked outside. This truck pulled up in like the road next to my house. It's a Conway Corp truck, and a guy got out and goes, "Hey, I just saw that explode. You want me to fix it?" <laughs> like, yes. Did you know it was going to? I mean, he was on the spot. Well, it, it sounds incredible. like we got
1: sounds like we got lucky right there. We're normally not that quick, but 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 you know, I think we we really try hard to hire people that really connect to our core values. Yeah. And of course, one of those is responsibility. One of those is community. And all those things matter to us. Um, and coincidentally, we had an outage. You know, I don't like to talk about outages, but we had one last night. And mm. in the on the heels of this storm, we had a tree that blew over and uh, took out some of our distribution system. Yeah. You know, when a tree falls, it usually hits something. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of times it hits our power lines. Sure. And that was the case this morning. And our guys were out there from about 1 o'clock to about 4 yeah. o'clock restoring power. So. Anyway, well, they, I, they do a great job.
0: I know a lot of your guys, the guys yeah. that are on the ground or, yeah. well, maybe not on the ground, your linemen who are up yeah, in the air. Yeah, and, that's you know, right. I know a lot of those guys, yeah. and one thing that I wouldn't say about any of them is that any of them are lazy. No, every right. one of them I know is, no. is hardworking and um, got a ton of respect and, and appreciation for those yeah. guys, and uh, and certainly for the people that are maybe not out on the polls or, yeah. or you know, Installing modems, but people that are working here uh, in the office and keeping things going
1: Yeah, our electric department and really all of our company uh, Really are conscientious about the customers that we serve and 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 I think we got a real we've always known that I believe but Our electric department got an opportunity to go to the Four Corners area and serve the Navajo Nation Hmm. as part of a light up Navajo project So 75% of the people in the United States that don't have power live on that reservation Oh, wow we sent a crew out there, and um, I think it was uh, it was very touching and moving for them to yeah. see, you know, what what other people in our country deal with. And so, the thing that I tell people if if they'll go out there uh, and take care of people that they don't even know, uh, how well do you think they want to take care of you? And yeah. So I think in general, that's the hopefully the kind of person yeah. that we hire that takes a lot of individual uh, uh, responsibility to make sure the customer's taken care of.
0: Yeah. Well, I think you guys do a great job of it. Yeah. Well, you know, whenever I asked you about sitting down with me today, one of the things that you mentioned that really jumped out to you is something that you wanted to talk about was the idea of empowering people, right? Um, Why, as the leader of the organization,
1: why do you think empowering people is so important? Yeah. Well, I I think in my professional experience, when you empower people across the organization, that's really where you're gonna get good growth, good Mm. success. I don't think a top-down approach, where you dictate to various managers what they're going to be, what they're going to be doing, uh, and what they need to be doing, is really a, a good long-term approach. I mean, mm. you see those companies that have charismatic leaders uh, that that do well for a while, but I think the best companies are those ones where you can hire people and empower them mm. to to do what needs to be done. Now, now I'm certainly. You know, I believe in having someone who can cast the vision mm-hmm. and chart the course. But mm-hmm. I think uh, empowerment is an absolute necessity to ultimately get where you want to go. Yeah. I really do. So what does that look like
0: for, for you guys here? I mean, obviously not everybody listening is running yeah. uh, a municipal utility company. Sure. Uh, but for you guys specifically, what's yeah. it look like for you to yeah. empower
1: people at yep. Conway Corp.? Yeah. Well, we have a, a strategic planning process that we go through. And so we work with our board and set some pretty high level strategic areas of focus. Uh, Within those strategic areas of focus, we establish goals. Hmm. So I I have really uh, leaders that that run certain divisions of the corporation. Uh, I have a chief uh, financial officer, Mm -hmm. a chief technology officer, a chief operating officer, a chief marketing officer. And uh, a power supply director an HR director Mm -hmm. and they're all responsible for you know big portions of the company and so what we do collectively is kind of set those high-level areas of focus and goals Mm -hmm. and then they're responsible and empowered to to um, pursue whatever actions to execute whatever strategies uh, are are most important to help us achieve those goals and Mm -hmm. so um, and so that's what they do. That's what I empower them to do. I'm not that charismatic leader. I'm really not. Uh, and and there's too much going on for for me to try to um, to handle all of it. Now mm-hmm. certainly I'm involved. I ask questions. I I try to stay apprised of what's going on. But for the most part, they're responsible for making those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I think really, um, you know, and that that also. Kind of trickles down within their organization as well I mean there are there are people within their organization in their areas of leadership that are responsible and empowered to do to do their jobs as well and to get things done yeah yeah,
0: I do know that a big thing that uh, you guys do is try to give a lot of opportunity to uh, to people to grow to yep. advance um, yeah. I'm thinking of a friend of mine who yeah. Uh, does a lot of installs for people, yeah. and yeah. and the number of like classes he's been able to go to, yeah. or you know places he's been able to travel to learn different yeah. things. Yeah, uh, seems like he's doing that kind of stuff all the time. Why? Why is that so valuable? to sure. you Sure.
1: Well, that's, that's a great uh, question, Ryan. And I think it it speaks to sort of of, of what Common Corporation is, and and the thing that I, that we that we see across the organization is really very little turnover. Uh, from our employees, and there's a lot of reasons I think why that's true. But one I think is the, the amount of time and money we invest in our people. And yeah. I think that w- when you when you spend time and money on someone, training them, yeah. educating them, I mean, it's a risk. I mean, they could take those skill sets, and they're more marketable. They can go somewhere else and do that same job. Yeah. But I think empowerment is important. I think, regardless of where you are uh, in the organization, I think. Uh, uh, you know, we we all understand that that as you trickle down the org chart, that depending on where you land, you've got more or less responsibility or more or less accountability. Mm-hmm. But I think everybody likes the opportunity to have some input uh, into the success yeah. of the organization. You know, yeah. where most people do. Now there are employees that that want to just be told what to do every day, sure. and I understand that. I and mean, sure. you need you need people who can who are good at that. But but in general, most people want to have some input into the success that we see. And so I think empowerment, you know, really kind of really pervades our organization. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think training helps people know that you're confident in them, that you trust them, that, that you're valuable to them. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, they, that all those things matter. Um, and I think when they, when they know that you have confidence in them and that you want to invest in them and that you want to spend money in them, um, they know that you want them here. And I think that helps them feel more free to offer ideas and suggestions and, yeah. and really help the organization do more, yeah. you know. You know, you talk about
0: um, one thing you mentioned early on there was about training people and mm-hmm. potentially them taking that training and going somewhere else. Yeah. One of the best concepts I heard, and I don't remember where I heard it, I didn't come up with it, uh, was you kind of have to choose the risk. You either risk losing trained people or keeping untrained. People. That's right.
1: That's right. Yeah, uh, I think that's true. <laughs>
0: I think that's true. And it sounds like you guys are more than willing to risk losing people uh, in exchange yeah. for training them, giving them
1: opportunities, yeah. and empowering them. Well, I, I think that's true, um, and, and that's always I think been the case. Is that we've always wanted to invest in our people, um, and and for every job that we have, um, it's there's very few, and I can't think of one where somebody can come in day one and do it and do mm. it well. It takes time. Sure. I mean, it takes time for anyone at any level to get proficient at the the task that they're assigned. So we want them to be good at that. We want to train. We want them to have confidence, because ultimately that that translates to a really good customer experience. But historically, we've not had um, really uh, any issues with uh, employees leaving yeah. to go somewhere else. I mean, it happens sometimes.
0: But people generally stay where they they're valued, do.
1: right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. I've been here 23 years. Um, our uh, our COO has been here 36 years. Mm. Our CFO has been here 35 years. Wow. Our chief marketing officer she's been here um, she's been here 22 years. I mean,
0: just yeah. counting you, just, those four people are over yeah. 100 years That's of right. experience. That's
1: right. That's <laughs> right. I mean, it just you just we just don't see a lot of turnover, and I, and I think it's a lot of things. I mean, you know, we're a municipal utility. We're not our, we're not going to pay people the way. A, an investor-owned company pays people, but I think there's a lot of of benefit that goes into the compensation, whether it's pay, yeah. whether it's you know, um, all the benefits that are that accrue, right. as well as I mean, most people want to feel like they're making a difference in their job. Yeah, I think that is the ultimate fulfillment that when you go home at the end of the day, you've made a difference wherever you are. Yeah, and uh, I, I think that that. Um, that for the most part, um, people can feel like that they can make a difference or That at some point, they can sit around the table and say, what if we tried this? Or right. what if we did this? Mm. Or I heard from a customer the other day, a customer the other day, that, that wanted this. Could we offer that? Mm. And so, and, and, that, and that doesn't have to just come from my leadership team. Right. It can come from anybody in the organization. And those kind of, I think, nuggets of empowerment help us to be as is as, as good as we are yeah. on the days that we do things that are really well yeah. you
0: know well let's let's go with that cuz i want to ask okay. you about empowering people at different levels yeah. of the organization yeah so let's start with kind of where you were just at what does it look like to empower the people um you know at at the for lack of a better phrase lowest levels of yeah. the organization yeah. the people that are on the ground you know working uh, yeah. down
1: there what does it look like for a company to empower that group of people? Yeah, you know, I I don't know that it's dramatically different than than other levels of the company. Um, I, again, I, I think that depending on the org chart, you've got different levels of responsibility mm-hmm. and different levels of accountability. But for example, the outage that we had mm-hmm. last night mm-hmm. or earlier this morning, mm-hmm. those guys don't need me out there in their way. <laughs> they need yeah. me out of their way. They sure. know how to do their job. They know how to do it well. And they're empowered to do the things they need to do to get those customers taken care of, and and so uh, I think that has been a, a recipe for success for us for many, many, many years. Yeah. And so uh, they just know that we trust them. They know that that we've had great experience with allowing them to do uh, those kinds of things. And so um, I, I had an opportunity many years ago. Uh, we we had a um, an ice storm. I guess it was two thousand one, and uh, and at that time we didn't have a call center, so. Everybody in the office just logged in and took phone calls. Wow. Hey, my power's out. Yeah. Hey, my, do you know my power's out? My power's <laughs> out. And, 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 and so you get a lot of those calls. And, and there's two things they want to know almost invariably when they call you. Do you know my power's on, out? And when are you going to so? get back yep. home? <laughs> you know, that's that's what they want to know. And I'll tell you what, Ryan, after three days of that nonstop, oh, man. I was wore out. I bet. So <clears> – <throat> So Saturday rolled around and I thought, well, I know our electric department's gonna be out there doing stuff, how can I help? Mm. So I just went around with them, you know, holding the flashlight, (laughs) carrying tools, bringing them coffee, whatever it took. And I learned a lot about the work that they do. And so for me, you know, 20 years later, I mean, I know a little bit about what they're facing on the ground. So, I mean, we can't have that person who's dealing with that customer face-to-face be encumbered by yeah. something that doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. And so uh, empowerment, I think, is ever-evolving. You know, we, we we want them to understand that, you know, oh, look, this situation's a little different. Hey, let, how do we deal with that? Um, but I think they know they've got flexibility. And at that level, um, when, when they're dealing with a the customer, they've got a good bit of autonomy to do what they need to do to get that taken care yeah. of. you know There's very few circumstances I can think of where they're going to do something, um, that's going to, going to create great harm for us. Sure. In that moment. Yeah. Cause they're well-trained. They know what to do. Yeah. So I don't know if I answered your question. Yeah, well, well, and but.
0: one of the words you used early on in it, which I think just captures so much of it was you used the word trust. Um, and it sounds like, uh, one of the big things that you're saying is empowerment for the, even the ground level means a lot of trust. It does. It's yeah. a trust first economy. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And not only is that empowering for those people, it's got to be also freeing for you yeah. and for other you know leaders yeah. in the organization. Yeah. Because if you're spending all your time in the middle of everything they're doing, right, right. I mean, that's going to take up every waking moment that's that right. you. Have. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so that's got to be. I mean, that frees up a whole organization to move faster, to yeah. get things done, to not be all. Um, yeah encumbered by all those little That's things. Right. So.
1: And, and and it you know I don't want it to sound like that you know we just you know we just come in here and 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 wake up and you know with a new day and everybody just we come in and go, all right, just do what you want to do today right that's not what I mean by empowerment I mean again, we have a strategic plan, we have some focus on that, but so there is some there's some broad parameters within um within uh we expect people to work uh-huh. but the other yeah. side of that is. Um, we are very careful with our hiring process and the process we use, you know, to vet people to train mm. people, and so we expect a lot mm. out of our people. We yeah. really do. We expect a lot. We hold them to high standards. Yeah. Um, we 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 look at metrics like RP3, so it's a reliable public power provider. Mm. Uh, we um, that is an American Public Power Association accreditation. We're the only diamond. Uh, designee in the state of Arkansas Mm. um, out of 15 municipal utilities and so that doesn't just happen you have to hire the right people you have to plan well you have to invest well in your infrastructure you have to focus on safety so yeah I I mean empowerment's not just all right. I'm gonna go to my office and shut the door and you guys do some good stuff that's not what it is yeah I mean we have to hire the right people and expect a lot out of them but but, yeah, once we do that, we've accomplished that, then trust goes a long way yeah. into making sure they are empowered to do the things that we need them to do. That's a great
0: clarification. Yeah, okay. What What about uh, people, n- not people that are necessarily on the ground all the time and not your chief officers, mm-hmm. but kind of your middle management level, uh, team leaders and things like that? What does that look like
1: to empower those people? Yeah, well, uh, they um, – and I keep going back to the strategic plan. Yeah. But it's it's really interwoven in a lot of work that we do, and and they're involved in that process as well. So uh, it starts with um, I guess my leadership team and the board uh-huh. at the very high level. So strategic areas of focus, and then um, broad goals. Okay. But the action items to achieve those goals, those really are accomplished and developed by the chiefs. And their managers mm-hmm. their leadership team okay. and so that's where re- really they get connected and so a lot of the action items it's not the chiefs coming up with them right. it's their leadership team mm. and so uh so they're very connected and very invested in the strategic plan and um and they're bought into it yeah. right i mean again it's not me and and eight people going all right here's right. the stuff we're gonna be working on the next five years y'all gonna make that happen
0: well, they're bought into it because they helped create
1: it. it. That's correct. Yeah, that's correct. So, um, so that and then they're empowered to make sure those action items are achieved. You know, is that strategic vision you talk about?
0: Is that something that was set a long time ago? Is that yeah. revised often? Yeah, what our that first strategic
1: like? plan. Yeah, good good question. Our first strategic plan took place in 2012. Okay. So it hadn't been a process we've been using for a long time. I'm a big believer in it, um, and the first one was sort of clunky. You know, uh-huh. we sure. we were working through it. We were the board was working through it. We'd never done one before, uh-huh. um, and 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 it was really a, a good exercise. But we all learned some things. We've done three more since, but they typically be they typically tend to be um, three to five years, okay, in in duration. Uh-huh. Um, the one we did before 2018 was only a couple. Was only two years because. Our, the, my, my predecessor was about to retire, mm-hmm. and they didn't want to do a long-term strategic plan, gotcha. not knowing who would replace him, and and you know you didn't want to necessarily saddle the new person sure. with a bunch of things that sure. they weren't a part of. So, but they're typically three to five years. Okay. So we're two and a half years into the current one, and um, and we'll do another one probably in a in a year or two, and and they probably will turn into more of a uh, an evolutionary process where you know. Where the strategic plan, instead of you know, putting a plan on the books and then starting over from fresh, right. three or five year, three to five years down the road, I think it'll be more of a rolling plan where, right. where it evolves and, and. Kind of a living document. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. That's correct. Okay. So, yeah. Well, so
0: what about the top levels of the organization? What does it yeah. look like to empower your chief officers? Uh, yeah. I mean, even the board to yeah. some degree, probably. Yeah. W- yeah. What does that look like for you?
1: Well, I mean, that looks, um, that, that looks like this. Um, I really count on, again, uh, I'm not that charismatic leader. I'm not that smart. <laughs> so, I, so I really uh, rely on them to be trusted advisors. And we have some hard conversations, I mean, mm-hmm. about uh, various topics. Because I believe that when you have um, strong opinions coming together uh, and good, good, logical, um, debate, mm-hmm. that's how you get to the best solutions. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. for me, I mean, empowering them is letting them know that they can disagree with me. Yeah. They can, um, uh, they can give me their point of view. We can talk about it. Uh, we can discuss it. And, and a lot of times they'll change my mind. Yeah. And so I think empowering them is just knowing that, that, uh, that, that we're going to talk about these things together, Yeah. You know? and, and even uh, sometimes with that discussion, uh, they sometimes they change my mind, sometimes they don't, but they know that always they've got an opportunity and a right to say, look, Brett, have you thought about this? Yeah. Did you think about that? Are you concerned about this potential impact? Mm-hmm. So I think just letting them know that, hey, we can talk about it, yeah. that you've got the right to say, I disagree with you, and here's why, yeah. and what if we did it this way? And, again, um, sometimes uh, those discussions are, um, uh, I, I don't want to say heated. I don't think that's the right word. But, no, but they should be passionate, right? Sir? They should be passionate. Passionate, that's yeah. right. They're passionate. They're, um, uh, they're certainly uh, sometimes intense. Yeah. But again, uh, if you do those things in the right way, uh, it, with boundaries and respect, um, mutual respect, then I think that's how you get to the best solution. Yeah. And so that's what it looks like for them and for our board, too, for yeah. that matter. I mean, when, when the board hired me, I told him, I said, look, uh, we're gonna disagree at times. I'm gonna make mistakes, Uh, but when we disagree, we're gonna disagree in an agreeable way. And when I make mistakes, I hope they're not big ones. I hope they're ones that we can manage and work our way through. Yeah. So anyway, but that's kind of what empowerment looks like for our board and for my leadership team.
0: Well, I love that for a lot of different reasons. one being that that sets a tone for the entire organization, right? Mm-hmm. If there's that level of trust and ability yeah. to engage in in conflict and debate at a high level in the organization, then that's going to trickle down. Yeah, I um, think so. But then also, and if have you ever read um, Patrick Lencioni, Five Dysfunctions of a Team? I have, um, yeah. That's yeah. all I was thinking of as you were talking yeah. and how that when people can engage in healthy conflict what that creates is commitment that's right right that's right. when you arrive at those best solutions people are committed even if you didn't go with their idea right. they have been able people to voice it they've been heard they've been considered yeah and then together you made a decision about a direction to go and people are bought yeah. in whenever they know that they've at least been heard and considered
1: yeah i've read that book and i made my leadership team read it because oh, reread it yeah you know? yeah well yeah i pop it open all the time just to go now what what about that? Or is this is this person on my team that person that's in the book? You know, yeah. Um, but because I think we need to be reminded of the things, you know, the the thing, the characteristics that we have that we fall into, yeah. that that are dysfunctional. Yeah, I think we need to be reminded of those things, uh, and and so so I made them read it. I read it myself, and uh, and it it really was it was pretty eye opening to me oh, because yeah. all of a sudden um, I had. Um, three brand new chiefs hmm. when i took over oh, so wow. so when i succeeded out Richie of Arnold, five out out of out of actually there was actually uh four, four. so we had a chief executive chief uh op- operating chief financial and chief technology and so so when i when i took over as ceo we needed a new cfo now yeah. tracy moore has been here a number of years but he but he he's only been cfo for four years mm-hmm. greg dale has been here a number of years but he but he had never been COO, mm-hmm. and so he started in that role four months after I took over. Yeah, now Jason Hanson had been in his role as CTO for for about five or six years, so he mm-hmm. was he was the 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 experienced one yeah. uh, of the group. And then Crystal Kemp, who you met, yeah, uh, at another time, we didn't have a chief marketing officer. Right, did not have that role. Yeah, uh, and so all of a sudden, I had that that dynamic of really a brand new team. Yeah, so it was important for us to understand. Uh, our strengths and weaknesses and how we could yeah. function as a team and not be dysfunctional.
0: Well, and, you know, this isn't supposed to be a commercial for Pat Lencioni's book here, but um, I just, before I got here today, I was with a a um, restoration company, right? Mm-hmm. Water, Fire, Mold, that uh, is uh-huh. who I was with, and their company that um, four or six months ago I took them through Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Gotcha. and uh, today we were talking about a different uh, Lencioni book with them, and so it doesn't matter if you're a 250-person, you know, fairly good-sized company with Mm. a lot of reach, or if you're this organization that, you know, has just a handful of people in it, these concepts that we're talking about, empowering and all this cultural stuff, has a huge significance to any company, regardless of size. I Um, agree. And so I just it's really cool to see you guys implementing that here with your teams. Uh and it's not surprising. Yeah. Like it's not surprising because I see what I see as a customer, um it makes total sense that yeah. you guys would be pouring into that and intentional with that at the deepest levels of the organization. It it has an impact. Yeah has an impact on the bottom line and well i the think customers.
1: a perfect example thank you for saying that and i think a perfect example of empowerment we talk about i talked about that book like oh yeah that was my idea um it was not um one of my chiefs and, and this gets back to empowerment said hey i think it would be good if you read this book yeah and that we considered it and i did and we did and yeah. so you know it really was the basis for some good team building discussions oh, that's and so, awesome so anyway it was it was really a good exercise to go through that's yeah. great yeah
0: well, uh, again, I appreciate you taking the time to sit yeah. down with me. If, you know, we got business owners and team leaders and stuff listening now, if you could give them one kind of parting thing about empowering people and being a leader who
1: empowers people on their teams, what would you say? Yeah. Great question. And, and you and I have been talking about empowerment and the success that it, that it breeds. Uh, but I think what we need to be prepared for as leaders is that sometimes – empowerment you have failures Hmm. sometimes they're minor um sometimes they're epic (laughs) and so just be prepared uh that that is a risk that that is out there i think it's well worth it but um i think it's important for one who empowers not to micromanage i mean that that that's the that's that's the antithesis of of empowering people but but certainly be engaged be involved ask those key questions you know but make sure you engage in such a way that you're helping them. Because sometimes if you're removed from the situation, you can maybe see some pitfalls that may be uh-huh. out there. But, but I think empowerment's a great thing. But just be prepared. Um, and sometimes those failures are, can happen, and you can take some real positives away from those. And so yeah. I would say be prepared for failures when you empower people. They need to feel like they've got the freedom to uh-huh. make some mistakes. Um, and when you make those mistakes, and there are failures related to empowerment, Make sure you learn from them, yeah. and that you don't do them again. Yeah. And then it's just sloppy. If it happens again, it's just sloppiness. Sure. But learn from those things. But be prepared. Yeah. I think I think your your successes are going to be far greater, but but there are going to be times when there are mistakes, and just be prepared to deal with them and learn from them. And I think that'd be the lesson I would I would share.
0: That's good. Empowerments can be messy. Yes. But in the cost benefit analysis, I think so. the benefits far outweigh I the costs. So.
1: Good. Yeah. All right.
0: Well, uh, Brett, thanks again for for sitting down and chatting. I appreciate you being on today.
1: Yeah, good. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening today to the Invincible Teams podcast. Please consider giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you are currently using. If you think today's content might be useful for someone you know, please consider sharing it with them. Just a reminder that the Invincible Teams podcast is brought to you by Evergreen. Evergreen provides teamwork, training, and consulting to help you eliminate office drama and turnover and help you get the most out of your team. Thanks again for listening. And like we always say, we believe that every team should reach their potential and that if we get intentional, our teams can become invincible. See you next time.